Hi, it's me, Caitlin, Sass and Cellulite, and we're back with another episode of Dose of Sass. Today, I'm going to answer a question that I get pretty much every day on the internet, and it comes with a story time. And that question is, how are you so confident? Anyone who comes across my page on social media, either for the first time or maybe they've been around for a minute, always ends up asking me this question is, how are you so confident? You're so confident. You're so confident. Where does that come from? How do I get it? And the answer is I have not always been. So let's take a step backwards. Let me give you a little story time of where I come from, where I was, my rock bottom, and how I got to where I am today. And hopefully I've got a little, a few little baby steps at the end of this episode for you if you are wondering where the heck do I start. So our story begins in 1997. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have always been a curvy girl growing up. I grew up being told that you're always going to struggle with your weight. I always was bigger than my friends. I wasn't a fat kid, but I was a curvy girl. I didn't have the same body shape as my friends. And that was very apparent to me as early as elementary school. As soon as puberty hit, <laughs> I, I hit 5'8 in seventh grade. I shot up like a weed and I stayed there. <laughs> I started getting curves. I started getting boobs in middle school and I didn't have the same body shape as my friends. And when you're in middle school, and especially when you go to a private school where you wear school uniforms and everyone's meant to look the same, it's really apparent when you don't. And it's really alienating when you don't look the same as your friends. And, and sometimes it felt good and sometimes it didn't feel good at all because I didn't get the same attention from boys that other people did. And I had to watch what I ate and I wasn't the same size as my sister and I compared myself to her a lot of times. And thankfully, I say thankfully now, it's taken me a while to get to this place, but I did grow up with my mom as my diet buddy. Starting as early as 14, we would do diets together and it was a very encouraging Thing for me. I felt like I had someone in my corner and her and I have a similar body type, even though I'm adoptive. And that's a story for another day. <laughs> we have very similar body types. And so it was helpful when I was struggling with body image to have somebody who got it, to have somebody who understood. And when I was felt like I wanted to do something about it and wanted to do something to change my body, she was willing to support me in that way. So I'm not going to fault her for any of that. She was being a supportive mom in the way that she knew how. But I started dieting really young. As soon as I found out that there was a way to change your body shape, as soon as like puberty was happening and my body started to change and I started to go, I don't like this and I don't look like the girls in the magazines, I started looking into ways to change it. And what happened was I had my first like diet success just before my senior year of high school. And by diet success, I mean like I had done several diets before and maybe I lost a little bit of weight or maybe I could last for a couple weeks or whatever, but they weren't, I didn't really get major, major life changes out of this. And I lost 25 pounds the summer before my senior year of high school. And I went into my senior year of high school, which by the way, I did not have 25 pounds to lose. Let me say that right, right now. I went into my senior year of high school, tiny, the smallest I'd ever been. And I got leading roles. I was a musical theater kid. So I got leading roles. I was like having the time of my life. I graduated high school and I started college in my smallest body. And that was such a success for me because I felt like I was entering a new environment, whole brand new Caitlin. Skinny Caitlin is here to stay. She was not. (laughs) 
<laughs> and this is where the narrator interrupts the story and says, but she would not stay. <laughs> Skinny Caitlin didn't last very long because that was incredibly unhealthy for me. And I'm going to tell my relationship with food story in a separate episode because there's a lot, there's a lot there too. But today I'm going to stick with the body image side of this because that, that is what really plays a lot into the how are you so confident today journey. So I started college, the smallest I've ever been, also the most unhealthy, and I was not confident at all. I had moments where I felt really cute and really hot and really sexy and whatever, but it mostly stemmed from a place of I finally was getting the attention I was looking for. And I look back at pictures of myself from this time, and I remember thinking that I still felt too big. I look back at pictures from this time in my life, 2015, and I can tell you what I weighed in the photo. And I can tell you the internal thoughts I was having about the outfit I put on. I can tell you that I actually face-tuned that photo and I don't even look like that. And that's what's so sad to me is I I couldn't even, and I think this is is like a universal experience. Body image sucks so much. (laughs) Body image really messes with your brain because have you ever looked back at a picture of yourself and thought, dang, and I thought I was fat then? That's how you know body image isn't about your body. It's about your brain and how your brain messes with you. So anyway, that's, that's what's sad to me when I think about 2015 Caitlin is that she was not in the present moment. I didn't lose weight and become my smallest self and then say, yay, now I can live my life and be happy. No, I, it was never enough. I was still incredibly insecure. I still hated the number on the tag. I still use the scale to determine my worth every single morning. I still watched what I ate. I still ate food in secret. I still compared myself to my friends. I still journaled about parts of my body that I wish didn't exist. So just because I achieved the smallest version of myself didn't come with a side of confidence at all. And I was able to fake it for a while because I'm an extrovert and I'm a musical theater kid and it's called acting. (laughs) And then this is going to sound kind of random, but in My sophomore year, I changed my major and I went from musical theater to marketing. And you might go, what does that have to do with your body image? Well, as soon as I started dance, stopped, as soon as I stopped dancing regularly, doing musical theater regularly, I started gaining weight because on the side, I also had a major binge eating disorder, but that's that's an episode for another day. (laughs) A combination of sudden stop and exercise. This happens a lot when people like grew up doing a sport and then they stopped doing that sport and then their body changes and then they freak out. Similar thing happened to me. I stopped doing theater. My body started changing. I was struggling with my relationship with food. So from about 2017 to 2019, I was just off and on a diet, off and on a weight loss journey in and out of the gym, just thinking one more diet and then I can be happy in my skin. One more, if I just lose 10 more pounds, if I just go down one size, if I just, 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 then I'll be happy. And another major milestone is I got married in February of 2019. I loved my dress. I felt beautiful on my wedding day, but I remember vividly looking back at pictures as soon as we got our pictures back and I hated my arms. Half of the pictures, I thought I looked fat. Half of the pictures, I thought I had a double chin. I was still smaller than I am right now. And I still thought it wasn't enough. So throughout the rest of the year, 2019, I really, really, really struggled with my body image. I thought about it every single second of the day. I'm going to read to you 
a journal entry from September 2019 that kind of just sums up where I was at. And this was my rock bottom point. The first like page and a half of this journal entry is me describing different areas of my body and how I feel about them. And it's pretty brutal. But I'm going to start with the part that I feel like is most relatable. Today, I feel like an alien in my skin. I don't feel beautiful at all. I would rather not go to work than go feeling ugly. I'm constantly torn between never eating again and eating everything because what's even the point? I left work early because I'm so miserable. I literally was at work and I, pre- I pretended to be sick and go home because I was so uncomfortable in my skin. My body image was so, so low. Hating my body has made me depressed. I don't like to use that word because it's a real thing that people struggle with and I've never related to it before. Whether I have a clinical issue or not, my definition of my feelings is an inexplicable feeling of sadness or heaviness that I can't just snap out of. And it's been happening much more frequently lately. Sometimes it's just a few hours. Other days like today, I just want to go to sleep and escape, but I know I won't wake up skinnier or happier. I have a bunch more pages about my relationship with food at the time, how I feel about my relationship with Keaton and my body, which I will dive into in separate episodes. But that's where I was at. In fall 2019, I didn't want to exist in my body anymore, but I was so tired of feeling that way. Towards the end of the journal entry, here's what I say. This journey I'm about to embark on requires more than an easy fix. I'm not just trying to lose some weight. I'm fixing years of mental battles with food, weight, and myself. I'm learning to love myself. I'm not going to wake up tomorrow loving every inch of my body. I wish. But one day I pray I will. I'm already discouraged by how long this will take. I know I will have down days. I know I will have great days. My weight may fluctuate. This will not be easy, but it will be worth it. I'm ready to break up with diet culture. I'm ready to break up with being skinny. I'm ready to break up with food controlling my life. I'm ready to start the journey of love to loving myself. Whew. And I didn't even know what to do at that point. I just said, I'm done. I'm done with this. I, I was like simultaneously in the depths and simultaneously like, I can't believe it's gotten to this point. I can't believe I left work because of how I felt in my body. I said, something's got to change. So what did I do? A few things, (laughs) but I'm just going to tell you, if you feel like 2019 Caitlin, let me give you some baby steps. First of all, I love you and you are not alone. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, you are not alone. I just read you my journal entry. I can guarantee you, you're not alone. You and I were in this together. It can feel so isolating to be struggling with your body image, but literally like a hundred percent of us, a hundred percent of us have struggled with our body image and you might go, yeah, but I struggle with it more than others. Okay. You might, but I still guarantee you, you're not alone. Step one. And this is the biggest step you're going to take right here. The rest are going to be easy. Biggest step right here. Choose acceptance. You cannot hate yourself into a version of yourself that you can love. It's not possible. I've done it. I've tried. At my smallest, I still hated myself the same I did at my biggest. My biggest at the time of 2019. I'm bigger than that now. (laughs) It's not how it works. If you're waiting 
to just lose a little bit more weight, to just do one more diet, to just go down one more pant size, it's not going to happen. Because here's the thing, and I've said this in other episodes, what happens then? So you lose another 20 pounds. But if you haven't done anything to change your mindset, to change what you put your worth in, what you put your value in, then being 20 pounds lighter isn't going to change that. It's not. Here's what I ended up saying to myself. I want to be okay if my body stays like this. And that's so hard. It's so hard. I didn't want to accept it in the size that it was. I hated it. But I was tired of hating it. And I said, something's got to give. Step one, the biggest step you're going to take, choose to be okay with where you're at right now. Because listen to me, you are loved for more than your body size. You are loved for more than the number on the scale, for the number on the tag. You're loved for more than what you do for your job. You're loved for more than who you are as a person. You're loved, period. You don't have to earn that. It's time to start believing it. That's your biggest step one. Believe that you are worthy of acceptance. You are worthy of confidence. You are worthy of love right now. Not 10 pounds from now. Not six months from now. Right now. Okay. Practically, let me give you a few more baby steps. Clean out your closet. Scary, scary stuff. But Caitlin, I've been keeping those jeans for a few years and I just, I really want to fit in them again. They were my favorite. You'll have more jeans. Stop keeping them in there. Please get rid of them. I know. See how this all comes after step one? The big step, accept yourself where you are right now. Ugh, scary. And that means getting rid of clothes that don't fit you right now. Because if you're going to be okay with who you are right now, if you're putting on an article of clothing and all day long it's pinching, it's poking, it's reminding you, you don't fit, then it's holding the power over you. Clothes are meant to fit you, not the other way around. And I know that that might mean cleaning out half of your closet. Sell them on Poshmark. (laughs) You don't have to just throw them in the trash. Sell them if you can. Give them to your friends. I cannot tell you how much it, how helpful it is to have clothes that fit your body as you're trying to accept it as it is. I remember the first time I gave myself permission to buy plus size clothes, I kept trying to squeeze myself into all of these other sizes, the biggest sizes at all the straight size stores. The first time I bought plus size clothes and they actually fit like they meant, like they were meant to fit for my body, like they actually were, you know, designed for me game changer. It was so comfy. It was so much comfier. And I, I already felt more confident because I had clothes that fit my body as if it was okay to exist in my body. You see what I mean? When you have clothes that don't actually fit or that you're squeezing yourself into, then you're telling, you're subconsciously telling your body all day long, you're not actually okay. You're not actually allowed to exist at this size. And we're, we're done with that. We're not doing that anymore. You're allowed to exist in the size that you are right now. You're allowed to be confident. And it starts with having clothes that fit. So clean out your closet. Get some clothes that fit. Next, clean out your socials. I know I hope you already follow me on social media. So I'm a really great place to start (laughs) as far as encouraging content in your feed. But start filling your feed 
with positive messages. And I know it might just seem kind of silly to be like, well, seeing love your body every day on Instagram isn't going to do much for me practically. I will tell you, it is wild how much that kind of messaging subconsciously affects your brain. I had, I had been following accounts for like a year before I like bought my first swimsuit, my first two piece swimsuit and without losing weight first. And it was because I had filled my feed with bodies that looked like mine, bodies that were wearing things that I wanted to wear. And I said, if they can do it, I can do it. Fill your feed with bodies that look like yours, with messages that you need to hear because it has to be told to you every single day. If you need to play this episode for yourself every single day, you're allowed to exist in the body that you have right now. You're allowed to be confident in the body that you have right now. I will say it over and over again in this episode. If you need me to message it to you every day, I will. (laughs) Don't tempt me. Don't tempt me with a good time. Another big piece of this puzzle Stop editing your body in photos. That was a big step for me to do, and it was really hard. I used, I heavily used Facetune throughout college. And what happens when you continuously use an app that edits your body? This includes using filters on social media, by the way, face-altering filters on social media. Because even though you might go, oh well, yeah, of course I know I don't look like that. You know, I know it's a filter you're still going to compare your face to the filtered version. You're still going to compare your current body to the edited photo you put on Instagram. And then you're confused as to why you can look in the mirror and not like what you see. Because you're not used to seeing it. Because you've edited every photo of yourself ever. Get rid of Facetune. Stop editing your body in photos. The more you get used to seeing your body exactly as it is. Scary, I know the easier it will be to be confident in it. Lastly, I've said it before and I'll say it again. You are not alone on this journey and you're going to feel way less alone if somebody else knows about it. I'm not saying you need to go start a body confident Instagram like I did, but tell a friend, tell a partner, tell me, send me a DM that says, Caitlin, I, I'm tired of hating my body and I don't know where to begin and I'm really scared but I'm ready to take step one. And I am cheering for you every step of the way. And you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. And it is a long journey, but it is one that is worth it. I promise. How are you so confident? Confidence starts with accepting your body exactly as it is right now. Not chasing a different version of it. That's not where you find confidence. And ultimately it's knowing that you are so much more than a body. Yeah. It's great to have body confidence and feel cute in what you wear and all of that, but also you have so much more going for you. You're allowed to exist right now. You're allowed to be confident right now and you are not alone. I love you so much. Stay tuned for the other two episodes on the food part of this journey (laughs) and how it affected my relationship with Keaton, because those are other two other really big parts of this story. But I hope you feel like you can take a step forward. Talk to you soon. Love you. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend, leave a review, rate it five stars. Okay, you don't have to rate it five stars, but I'd like it if you did. And if you leave a review, I'll shout you out on the next episode. So thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.